Oh, welcome back to the GNC show. I'm your host, Justin Green, along with my co-host, Joe Cooper. Well, Joe, how's your week going? That's a good week, right? I mean, we had revival every day. We got moved back from Sunday because of weather, and I think we've gone nonstop since Monday, right? Sure feels like it. I mean, <laughs> we had the snow and junk Sunday mm-hmm. throughout two of our preachers. Yep. Well, moved them anyway. Right. Didn't throw them out, yeah. And now we're... We've been going Monday night through <laughs> tonight's Friday night, yep. you know, so it messed up our our Sunday plan on the recording. Yeah, absolutely. Here we are up top. <laughs> We're squeezing it in here. Trying to get it in before revival <laughs> starts tonight. Um, we got time. Right. <laughs> well, what stuck out to you so far? I think it's been great. I mean, everybody's had something to hit on that has... Like the first night we had Donnie and he was preaching about if you're not in the word and what you're doing with the word and kind of really about uh, how revival starts with the individual instead of just the church. And I think that that's definitely the most important part, because if it can't start within you, it's not going to go anywhere. So that's one of the major things that stuck out. And I really liked Wyatt. Whenever Wednesday night, he was just on fire. Mm-hmm. And we, I mean, that just kind of stirs. I know it can play, you have to be careful. I mean, it can stir your emotions and everything. But I think it overall, everybody's hit on something. I like last night the, uh, the analogy of the old man sharpening his axe. That was, that was pretty cool. So, how about yourself? Well, you know, talking there to, with that first night about being in your Bible mm-hmm. and having it with you, you know, and taking it seriously. I had looked at uh, my Bible app mm-hmm. that morning and saw that I had zero perfect weeks <laughs> and only had, you know, like 20-some days in it. Now I've been in my, you know, hard back Bible yeah, right, right. more, but that one's always with me. Yeah. And I do their little plans and stuff like that in it. And I'm so far behind compared to where I was last year in it. You know, I had like 13 or 14 perfect perfect weeks last year, you know, and had 40-something day streak of being in it. And I'm looking at this one, and, you know, we're in March. And I have no perfect weeks, have like 28 days in it. And then to come here and hear that, it's like, well, (laughs) I saw that and realized that today and this is just kind of you know hammering at home yep a little bit of confirmation and i think that's what it ultimately hope that that's what god's word does for you anyway there's if you're looking for it sometimes even when you're not looking for it <laughs> right. he will give you a subtle hint and then before you know it somebody's coming along confirming what god's trying to tell you and that's a good message for anybody and then you know why came in and like i said fire and that's all i put oh, down yeah. my notes on him you know, he hit exactly what I was thinking last year during DBS. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I took over that class as just a fill-in. Me and Ty had our little skit stuff that we was going to do. Right. Had no clue that first night that I was going to be in charge of the what's the oldest class we had, like the uh, fifth and sixth graders, I think. And the older kids, the, our high school kids, our junior high kids, mm-hmm. were supposed to teach that and I didn't much care for that oh yeah you know yeah I was thinking to myself why don't we have a class with them mm-hmm. you know 
they need it just as much as anybody else. And that's the time when I quit coming. Yeah. I was about 16 or so and just slowly drifted away from it. And that really got my wheel spinning on. We're going to have several high school kids here before too long. Yeah. Yours is what? My, yeah, mine's in, my oldest is in sixth grade. Right. She'll be in junior high next year. So she might as well be in my exactly. next year. Um, then we got them just stacked right behind her. Yeah. It seems like we <laughs> got a big flood coming, buddy. We got like 50 <laughs> of them under 10, it seems like. You know? um, when they lined up for uh, Christmas, the Christmas uh, yeah. the play. program, yeah. Yeah, the program. There's kids everywhere. Yeah. It's like, what, did they come out of the woodwork or what? We're yeah. throwing them on trees around here. It's definitely a good problem to have. I mean, whenever you dismiss for, you know, we have a regular church and we have children's church dismissed. Like exactly. I mean, when over half the church population is children, I mean, I hope that means that the, at least the parents are trying to do something right and getting their kids into churches. I think I mentioned it last year when we were talking, when we first started this show, how I felt like the VBS was kind of, you just kind of looked around and you didn't know really what the kids were picking up, if they were picking up on anything. But again, just being in the right environment, there are so many times that they can be off in La La Land, which is kind of what Wyatt right. hit on. He's like, they can not be paying attention, they can be doing whatever, but they're they're hearing and they're listening and they are retaining what's being told. You're right. Up more than you, you think. Yeah. And they see you there. Yeah. And they know well it's something that we need to do mm-hmm. but it's also something that mom and dad thinks is important enough that they're taking us exactly. and we do kind of push them over into a corner like he said right and i'm just as bad as anyone else wanting my kids to sit there and you know Behave. be good <laughs> but exactly. there's still kids like he said mm-hmm. but there's also that point of having discipline you know and he talked about being right. out of church. <laughs> exactly <laughs> and, and whipped and everything like that and sometimes that's what you need but then sometimes right. you just need to sit there and, and hear and fuss and i remember my grandpa my grandpa had big old ball like bear paw hands you know we oddly enough we've been talking about hands a lot right. <laughs> my grandpa had big bear paw hands and it was he and my cousin and we were going to church one day and uh my cousin was just everywhere that kid that liked to fidget and move and everything my grandpa told him like you don't cut that out i'm gonna get dope popped and if anybody's ever been dope popped he didn't want it for my grandpa, that's for sure. And he just wouldn't listen. And I was looking at him like, this is not going to end well. He popped him right there in church and nobody batted an eye. I mean, that was just the right. way it was. And honestly, it's what the kid needed. I mean, he calmed down and he was behaved the rest of the time. I mean, so many people get confused with this discipline thing. And it's like, just relax. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it personally lays it out in the Bible about you do not spare the rod for the child because that's what the child needs. You're right. They need that discipline. They need that structure. And we had, our girls are just overwhelmed with everything going on. Right. They came Wednesday night. The rest of this week, they've been staying with my mom, which has been a huge help for us. Absolutely. Casey's singing, me helping you up here with the sound. I don't know that I'm doing much, but I'm here for moral support. And I appreciate every minute. Um, Wednesday you didn't know if you was going to be here on time. And I was trying to set stuff up yesterday. The lapel mic went out. Completely <laughs> on us. And so, I mean, it's anything that can has tried to go wrong. Well, and I think Sadie's starting the terrible twos early. Oh yeah. 
she's just been a terror for us. Well, um, we got home the other night. They're fighting over which milk cup they had. They both <laughs> wanted the same one. Yep. They was both hungry. And Remy's been getting on my nerves about not eating when everyone else eats and then one to eat when we're getting ready for bed. I've been trying to stress to her, hey, you eat when you're told to eat, then right. you won't be hungry for bed. You know, yep. you're getting older, you need to start. That's one thing when you don't know any better. Yeah. You're getting to the point where you know better, and she's plenty smart. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, she is. <laughs> and, uh, well, uh, I had to bust her butt pretty, pretty good. Um, she yanked. Sadie off the counter oh, no. with the cup, and I saw it happen and managed to get her caught right before oh. her face bashed into the ground. That a boy. And we put her to bed. We went straight up. We went to bed. Sadie was squawking mm-hmm. for some reason. Remy was squawking because she had to go to bed. And she didn't want to go to bed. She was still hungry. This and that. <laughs> And I was already on my wits end with everything we got going on on top of just life, yeah. you know. And uh, I told him, I was like, I'm done. Yep. I'm going downstairs. You guys can go to bed. Well, then they just cut loose. They didn't have their books. They didn't have their routine. <laughs> and I yep. just threw a, a wrench and I went downstairs and just started messing with the fire. And Casey came up and said, what on earth is going on? They cried out. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, I'm done. Exactly. And uh, there's nothing she, wrong with that either. She went up there and she settled them down a little bit. Yeah. And she came back down and I was getting her to get in bed. Sadie went to squawking. I cooled down. Yeah. And so I went back up there and got all Sadie wanted was me to rock her like I do every night, mm-hmm. you know, and tucking her toes. Yeah. <laughs> I did that. Well, I heard Remy and I walked in there. And Remy apologized to me and told me that it was just so hard being. Uh, a, a big older sister and trying to do what was right every time hmm. and she gave me a hug and kiss and went big last night she was perfect got yeah. home from mom's she was easy to get laid down everything like that she's been perfect ever since now tonight <laughs> that might come to bite me in the butt <laughs> but you got two good nights out of it i got two good nights out of it so far and she needed that discipline absolutely she absolutely needed that discipline and that's just a little bit, you know, reaffirming that. That's what yeah. they, they, they need structure. Exactly. You know, they need to grow. Yeah. But without chaos, without structure, more chaos just ensues more right. chaos. Right. <laughs> I mean, uh, we used to be talking about letting them cry it out. There's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with that either. You can walk away, you know, they're safe. You're not going to let them burn up in the house or the house would catch fire or whatever. It's perfectly okay for her to walk away. And we taught that to Kaya, at the, like when she was young. If she get mad and have fit and want to cry, you can cry in your room. Mm-hmm. You're not going to sit here and cry in front in the living room or in the kitchen or have a fit because number one, it's unacceptable, and we don't we don't need to put up with that. I mean, we are your parents. We're explaining to you what's wrong. You're not wanting to listen. If you want to have a fit, you can go to your room. And she would. She got to the point where. If she knew she was going to be mad, she would just go straight to her room, be mad, come back out, apologize, and be fine. You know. Now, I can't say that for the other three. The other three are, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm dropping the ball on that one. But, I mean, <laughs> Becca, yeah, Becca's a little stubborn. Personality, Becca, you got to figure out what points on. Yeah. Absolutely right. Kaya was always the one that you could raise your voice on, and she was instant, like, oh, I better straighten up. 
Becca, you can raise your voice, you can take your belt off, you can spank her butt, you can ground her, put her in the corner. It doesn't matter to her. It's just, I'm still going to do whatever I want to do. And I think Nova pushes the envelope, but overall she she might be a little sneakier, but overall she's pretty pretty well behaved and Maddox is always stuck to my side. So. Right. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. She has her moments where you just raise your voice at her or mm-hmm. tell her no and she just loses it. Mm-hmm. And then other times she just is hungry as all get out. <laughs> uh, she was pulling hair the other night. We had a hair pulling contest and she just pulled harder, so we pulled harder. And- you know, it ended up being a draw, <laughs> but she gave up on the yeah. hair thing, went on, yeah. but she didn't care. Yeah. That's what she wanted to do, so you pull her hair, it don't matter. Nope. And she just, I call her a Sour Patch Kid, because yeah. at times she's just as sweet as all get out, and then she's sour, and then she's like, yeah, so <laughs> you can pick her up, she can be uh, just holding her there, grinning, next thing you know, she's pinching you. As oh, hard yeah. as she can, you know, on the back of the arm or something, and looking at you side of her eyes, you know, <laughs> creepy grin on her face, like, are you feeling that? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I, I got you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. That's kind of, you know, Becca is kind of that way. She can be getting along fine, being fine, and doing everything that, you know, listening, behaving, and just doing everything that you want her to do. And the instant you ask her to do something that she's not, that she just doesn't want to do, it is meltdown, breakdown city. And it's like, okay, what happened? How did we get off the rails here? Because this train was going great and you throw one little hitch in it and it's like, why are we, why are we screaming? Why are we crying? Why are we just laying around? Why did we stop listening? What, what happened here? And, she never has a legitimate legitimate answer but i mean at least she knows that we're trying to get her to be responsible and to get her to be where she needs to be as an adult i mean too many people will just let that fly and you know where we're at now (laughs) sadie has been the same way with getting in the truck she can be just fine but we get in the truck she wants me to hold her and it's just (laughs) down I'm so sick of listening to her cry in the truck. Oh, it's man. It's not even funny. Oh, man. But maybe she just needs to cry. And she's at the age where you never know she's trying to break in a tooth or something. Yeah. And that could, you know, if you don't feel good, you're just yeah. anyway. Exactly. And I don't feel good. I'm sure I'm lovely to be around. <laughs> I mean, I think that's the excuse that, uh, uh, like, our wives want to give us. They're like, well, he just doesn't feel good. He's cranky. Maybe. Maybe I'm just at my wit's end. There are times where it's like... I mean, and I'm, I'm not using it as a crutch or anything, but a stay-at-home dad, you hear it. And I mean, and I feel for the stay-at-home moms or whoever stays at home. Yeah, you've been in that situation. Yeah. You understand what exactly. it's like to be around him 24-7 and not have a normal conversation. Not have a normal conversation. Know that everything goes from hot to cold in an instant or goes from peace to insanity with the flick of a switch. And it's like, holy cow. And there are days where, yeah walking away there have been days where i've been like you know what i'm gonna go i'm just gonna go to my room you guys have free reign over there no not free reign but right right <laughs> there are days where it's just like just as long as you're not killing each other I'm unless like, you're yeah. bleeding or a bone sticking out leave me alone <laughs> exactly but you know i think i had a conversation with my mom on the way here uh 
some, it was more about uh, how uh, parents have a responsibility to educate, to get their children an education. My mom's a teacher, so I mean, that's why we were talking about it. And we we're talking about absences in school and stuff like that. But I think also that uh, when you become a parent, your responsibilities are tenfold greater. I mean, you just, just goes up through the roof. You may not anticipate it, but as long as you are, make sure they're eating, make sure that they're getting enough sleep or make sure that they're, you know, going to school if they go to school or make sure that they interact with children their own age or even older, you know, respecting people. I mean, it's a lot of, it's not only a responsibility for them to grow, it's a responsibility for you to water them and to get them to grow to that, right. to that point. Right. We, it's up to us to teach them to respect us. Therefore they have respect for others. Right. If they don't respect, you know, who's supposed to be the head of the household, they're not going to respect their teacher, their coach. God, for that matter. God, their friends. It's just going to be them doing whatever they feel like at the moment with no consequence. I mean, you have to be taught some obedience and some, again, like you said, you just can't go doing whatever you want to do all the time. I hear that from them countless oh dad you're an adult you can do whatever you want to no i still operate within the laws of life and what i'm supposed to be as a responsible adult i still do the things maybe i do them differently maybe i do have a little bit more freedoms than you as far as what i'm able to do because i am responsible for you so you can do the things that are within my household because this is my house and my rules and this is how i would like you to act these rules that i have in my house should carry over into society to where, oh, well, you know, if dad wasn't okay with this, then definitely, you know, these guys, my boss isn't going to appreciate if I skip out on, um, you know, if I miss a week for no reason, really, or, you know, if I, you know, breaking the law, obviously there are consequences. You got to teach that. And that's our responsibility as a parent. I grew up where if you got in trouble and it wasn't at home, oh, it yeah. wasn't by mom and dad, you did not want to go home. No. <laughs> and so I was usually pretty good. I mean, I had my moments. Yeah. I was boy, especially if I was with my friends. Yeah. But for the most part, you know, I didn't want to go home no. and know, let them know that I had gotten in trouble. Right. And then through school, mom was the school nurse. <laughs> and so there was no <laughs> getting around that. <laughs> Um, I didn't have to get threatened uh, too awful many times, but the few times I did was, hey, do you need to go see your mom? Yeah. No, no not necessarily. That's okay. <laughs> right. And so it's just, you got to you gotta pass that on, and we're really missing that. I mean, oh, yeah. The, the kids that are becoming adults now, they don't no. seem to have that. And then we have younger and younger kids that are having kids, you know, kids having kids, and it's... It's not okay. No, it's 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 showing. No, yeah, because they want man, you can remember being a teenager and trying and pushing that envelope a little more and trying to be more of an individual. Okay, great. You the the kids that have become parents at a a young age, like unfortunately the sixteen and seventeen or even younger than that. Yeah, they wanted their independence. They went out and did whatever they want to do. Now they have the responsibility of raising somebody else. Guess what? It's going to happen. That kid that you're going to raise is going to have the same ideals because you're too young 
you're too young to understand. You want to be the best friend. Yeah, exactly. Cool parent. Yeah, we're gonna go do nails together. We're gonna get our hair. It's okay to a point. Nothing wrong with doing that. Um, but there still has to be that boundary where, when that fun is over and you're acting up, I'm the parent. Yep. Yep. But yeah, you got you got to know that it's okay to have a special day every once in a while. But as a whole, you need to um, you need to have the structure enough to where they it's a reward system. It's just like if you were to be at work and okay, you did a great job. Well, here's your extra vacation time, or here's a bonus because you met what we needed to do. I mean, it's that simple. Well, you don't know, but now we're back. <laughs> Commercial break. Exactly. <laughs> From our non-sponsor. <laughs> GMZ show is sponsored by commercial break. There was one thing I wanted to mention that uh, found out the other day. Uh, Dr. Tony Evans, I've talked about him a little bit on mm-hmm. is, uh, I don't know how to say it. I don't know if he's he's part of it. I don't know if he's created it. Oh, is he, is he a producer? Is he in the uh, production? I think he's in it. Or, uh, I don't know. Maybe just um, a... But he's got a movie coming out that's showing nationwide for two days, April 29th and 30th, called Kingdom Men Rising. It's a documentary film exploring what it means to be a real man in the midst of a culture of trends in which there is a confusion about masculinity. The film wrestles honestly with the unique questions and circumstances men face today. Kingdom Men Rising takes a journey that challenges men to rise above what we have become to, uh, to live start that over. Yeah. Kingdom in Rising takes a journey that challenges men to rise above what we have become to lives of no more sitting on the sidelines and no more passivity and no more excuses. Um, it's got several big names in here. Um, Grammy Award winning entertainer Kirk Franklin, Husband Trophy winner Tim Brown, former Dallas Cowboys quarterback John Kitna. Why did they mention Cowboys and not the Seahawks? <laughs> Super Bowl winning coach Tony Dungy, mm-hmm. uh, NFL Vice President Troy Vincent, uh, Priscilla Shire is going to be in there too, yep. and other Kingdom Men Rising and others. Kingdom Men Rising provides an honest portrayal of today's man that is countered by God's original design. Um, I know I talked to you about it. I talked mm-hmm. to uh, Paul about it, and uh, really like to get a group oh, yeah. from church or friends or something to go see it. And there was a uh, sorry go ahead oh just you know then we you know just have you know i've been wanting a group study kind yeah of thing. well i think it was two years ago or it may have been longer and time is getting away from me but there we did we started it yeah we had the kingdom in study and i think that's kind of what that movie might be based off I of think it is is his study and that was i really enjoyed I the too. beginning and i really hated that we kind of stopped it it was unfortunate the timing of it because it was right at the beginning of summer ball, summer mm-hmm. softball, and I have four kids. At the time, I didn't have one in. I didn't have two in, but at that time, you know, it was ball games all the time. And I was a coach, too, so it was I have the girls to practice, and I have practice of my own and try to get to the, to the study group. And I, I think that kind of sounds a little selfish that you're – I mean, I don't really know how you put your priorities, but in that instance, I think that there are things that nothing presides over God, right. obviously. And it gets tough to battle that. When you're, when you're a dad, when you're a family man, it gets, it gets difficult to balance everything. And you definitely need to know your priorities. I don't think that I let softball get in the way of me 
wanting to grow closer to God because I went ahead and did maybe a, uh, another n- week or two on my own studying in the book, and I still have it. So I still have mine too. Yeah, I mean it's a great study. Right. I was really digging it, and mm-hmm. I really think that it would be another it'd be a, another good opportunity. I mean, we have the sign up sheet downstairs. Right. If we could get maybe an idea of who wants to get in on it and do it again, I think that'd be that'd be kind of cool. And maybe I don't know if we did it on here. You know, you and I could do it, and That's we could lead people. Yeah. If uh, you know, if some listeners wanted to jump in and get the book and follow along with us or whatever, maybe maybe that's an idea that we can do. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I I still have mine. I think if it's not packed away somewhere, we need. Oh yeah, moving. Um, but uh, yeah, I I was excited to do it, and we was doing it every other week, yep. kind of thing, trying to make it work. And like you said, the time was all wrong, and we had a group, and it dwindled, it grew, it dwindled, and we made it through three weeks and six weeks and it just kind of ended. Yeah. yeah. I, well, with majority of us being farmers and having kids, yeah. it's, yeah. it's hard to have a set Start, down Yeah, time. starting then with hay. I mean, a lot of that, your first cut of hay is right along those timelines. And getting back to the point of it being such a great study, I mean, it was such great timing too because there was a, uh, a deal going on with me and uh, – know my dad there was an issue there and he and I got so much closer and I think being in the word more at that time helped me to grow closer to him and him to grow closer to me I mean it was just a it's a good growing it was a good growing thing and being able to turn him I mean he was he was he already had established his his path with God, which I, I was unaware of, which was completely mind-blowing to me to learn all this at one time. There was so much to take in, but it was so good. I mean, again, it was, and he'll tell you the same, that it was just terrible circumstances that we were able to get so much closer, but he was able to lean on me, and I was able to help him lean more on God. And that was just, that was just amazing. I mean... It, as far as timing in that matter, it was great. But I mean, it was just well, it was it was a God thing. That yep. Leaving that in using bad situations for good, yep. which is going to happen if you open yourself up to that. Yeah. And open the Bible, right? <laughs> and you know that's awesome to be able to you know get closer with your dad and then realize that he has a relationship that you didn't even uh, yeah didn't even know and and that's that's part of it. Yep. As, as we grow to our family, our friends, that should be our, our ones that we go to the most because they, they should be the easiest to talk to. Right. And to be able to just open up and, hey, they're already in, headed in the right direction. And then you can just bond over it and grow closer to that. That's awesome. Well, I mean, how many times do we as Christians want to approach somebody that we know is hurting, but, and we want to give them the direction of, hey, you know, God's got you. Right. If you will just lean on him, God's got you. Mm-hmm. But we know that that person isn't a Christian or we don't, or we're afraid of that turn that, uh, being turned away right. or being scoffed at because we're Christian. And it's like, you know, to, and it's a cop out to say that, you know, Hey, they, we know they're a Christian. It's so much easier to go talk to another Christian. Sometimes it's not. <laughs> yeah, um, and and you know what they're going through and, and kind of where they're at, but you don't know exactly, yeah. and so you just don't want to go on that. Hey, 
So are you saved? <laughs> where, where do you stand yeah. right now? Where's your welcome? You know, we talk about putting someone on the spot, and we really don't want to do that, especially if they're a good friend, because or that could Christian. Yeah. turn them away, that could scare them off, yep. or, or they could just lie to them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, who preached last night? Uh, Can't think of that. David Bradley. Yes. Um, you know, uh, he said, I got it wrote down somewhere in here <laughs> about uh, we're the best actors. Christians are the best actors. Yep. Come to church. Where everyone should be there for you. Everyone should be this, and you know I'm dealing with that right now. Yeah. Um, you walk in, and say, "Hey, how are you? Good. You're fine. You're fine. You're good. Sandy, great. Yeah. And you're not. No, exactly. And you should be able to just walk in, pour everything out to everybody. Everyone should just be able to love you, lift you up, prayer, and that should be how it is. But it's not. Yeah. We, we hold everything inside and just. I think know. I think that goes with our. Uh, a lack of confidence that I don't know that we're necessarily not taught. We just kind of lose it. And I think, you know, sometimes we never, at least in my experience, when I was a new Christian, my fire for God was white hot. Like, let's go take off, you know, let's do this. But then you don't necessarily get burned out by it, but you see other Christians who maybe kind of let you down and it's easier for you to be like, Oh. You see the ones that have lost it, they sharpen their axes yeah, as much exactly. as they should, yep. and are just going through the motions. Mm-hmm. Well, when you see everyone that's been a Christian for you know 20 plus years, and you're looking to them, and they're going through the motions, What's where's that, that fire? You? Exactly. You know, you're dwindling because there's no one to lean on that's going to help build it. Right. And, and it's important. You know, uh, Dayton hit on it. The church should be the support group of everybody in the church, not even not just the Christians there. I mean, we're not a house just to be here building each other up. We we do, but anybody that walks through that door should be felt lifted up. It shouldn't matter what they're wearing, what they look like, right. what their history is. No, they're here for a reason. Yep, they're hurting. I mean, most likely they're hurting. I mean, and they're looking for something to something to fill that hole. Exactly. That's Jesus. Exactly. Every time. I mean, we can fill our, that hole with everything in the world, but everything in this world is going to burn up. Everything. But uh, you're right. They need to be. If they and a lot of times they're seeking something that is truthful and meaningful, and they will always find it in Jesus. That He will fill that void. Absolutely. Well, I think we're running out of time. We've yep. got to get some sound stuff set up. Yep. So we'll just call this good for now. Yep, let's wrap up a good guys, revival. Leave you guys wanting more. Yeah. So Keep oh. it up the good work. We appreciate it. Again, let's go ahead and give a shout-out to everybody that's right. been following us. I mean, we we're, didn't we're close to 300 downloads yep. already, and that's just that's crazy to me. That uh, we, we got like eight different states <laughs> that have at least downloaded one episode, and yep. it, that's crazy that – the feedback we've gotten and it's got to be done and we're working on our sound i promise yes this is a new location i don't know if it's even better or not we've got some different things but we're not editing anything we're just giving you guys raw just raw recordings so we hope you guys are enjoying it we thank you all so much for listening and just keep it up that's right give us some feedback and we'll be more than happy to try to oblige if we can yep well until next week have a good one